This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. It's thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. Promise hit the powder's lit. It's time to get on target. Welcome back to another edition of the Black Powder Podcast. This is the third anniversary of this show. And I've uh, enjoyed doing this for a while. And uh, it's been a long time since I actually put out an episode of the Black Powder Podcast. I've mainly been focusing on uh, more so Warbound Radio, which is the men's show. Um, but it's been a long time and it's time to put one out. So... I've just been reflecting on my own personal firearms journey and how far I've come compared to where I was when I began. And uh, one of the things I realize is I've gotten better with my rival skills. Zeroing in, uh, my sights gotten a lot easier. Distance shooting has improved. And my knowledge of firearms, especially my rifles, has definitely improved greatly. A uh, long time ago, I would just be kind of confused as far as how to operate certain things, uh, especially with the bullpup recently. I got a... Uh, G36 charging handle on my uh, Springfield Helion, which I lovingly called a strike beast. And that's one I'm still working on. But the ARs and everything, so far, so good. Uh, there's always more that I can do as far as learning and becoming even more familiar with the, the pieces. But that will come with time. My experience has been amazing. I never really realized that being involved in this niche, if you will, this... Uh, society would put me in contact with so many great people. Uh, for example, being part of Bass Reeves and Naga uh, and loving the fellowship, the philosophies and the history. And just the fact that there's a group of people that share your same reflection that are aiming to make a positive impact on firearms in black society is just always refreshing. And it gives you the confidence and the right focus to continue to do what's necessary. And know that you've got people out there that are like-minded and have similar goals or interests that align with you and your own uh, viewpoints as far as just how you're trying to present yourself to society despite the fact that you've got negative imagery pushing down against what you are uh, actually trying to portray. Um The Naga National Convention that happened earlier this year... Uh, July, as a matter of fact, not early, but about midpoint uh, this year, 2023. It was amazing. Uh, it was the first, I guess you could say first firearm convention I went to, but it was a lot more than just a firearm convention. Um, like I said, I'd, I never imagined what, that I would be a part of anything, especially something that covered so many aspects of just black society in general it was it was about firearms and there were firearm vendors there but nonetheless it there was a lot of things that were targeted towards trying to improve the community you had uh, a lot of things such as breakout groups there was uh, historical conversations there was even a uh, class on bug out bags i believe there was a stop to bleed class i think there was probably a um 
Look, if there's a stop the bleed class, I guarantee you there's probably like a uh, uh, first aid class as well. On top of that, you had a uh, handgun basis class. I mean, they were trying to cover so many different angles and so many different rooms to the point where if you left out with nothing as far as educational experience or just an experience in general, that was on you because there was so much to be gained from that convention. Uh, the vendors, especially <laughs> the vendors are, and they were and forever will be amazing. Special shout out to Otis technology. Uh, their booth, in my opinion, was one of the best booths to actually stop by. I mean, granted, you know, the person they put there, it was, <laughs> it was almost like talking with family, you know? Um, but nonetheless, you know, I, I tried the products I, that I got there from the convention. Um, really loving the wipes, the great cleaning products, they're simple to use and they're very effective, uh, especially the ripcord system. Oh man, I love that thing. It's a lot better than a boar snake and it, it feels a lot more sturdier too. So I don't, you know, I, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced this using a boar snake, but it almost feels like the material whenever you're trying to pull the snake through the, through your, um, through the barrel, it feels like that it could potentially break. Meanwhile, with this ripcord, I mean, it's just grip and rip, and it does the job well with no issues. It's it's amazing. Uh, definitely going to be buying more products in the future. But there's other vendors there as well. Uh, Canik especially, I'm, I'm a huge fan of their firearms and the products that they put out. Uh, had a really great conversation with a couple of people that were there, and uh, was even able to walk away with a T-shirt, which, you know, is really cool. So I'll definitely be supporting that, especially if I'm going to the range. Uh, Sonorian Desert Institute was another one. They were amazing. They gave you some really good information as far as what you could do if you're interested in becoming a, a gunsmither. Uh, they do have classes available, and they do have a, uh, what is it called? It's been a while since I've been to college, so excuse me if the terminology is, is escaping my brain, but uh, like, uh, I believe it's called tuition. Yeah, <laughs> you know, money. Uh, they do have... Uh, tuition available and loans available if you are interested in learning how to become a gunsmith. Uh, Down the Fence was another one. That was a, a really great booth to go to, especially to see the long-range rifles. Uh, I think they had a bolt action uh, on display up there, which is really cool. I uh, had a really good conversation with a guy there named Chisholm. He really seemed to know what he was talking about. Uh, you could tell he's got some experience behind what he's been doing, which is always good to see whenever you're at a convention and dealing with a certain product. Uh, honestly, if I'm going to, like, I don't know, a cereal convention, I expect somebody to know the ins and outs of the cereal that they're trying to talk about versus going there and looking at the box and saying, yep, what's on the box is what's in the box. So it's always a good thing. Um, and it was always, it's also good to see that Dan Defense is willing to make a... Uh, an appearance at a pretty much a majorly black firearms expo or convention, if you will. And uh, if anything, that definitely sends a loud and clear message, uh, one that I personally can respect. Six hour, uh, man. Um, I didn't get a chance to really stop by the SIG booth, and I feel kind of bad because when the range event happened uh, during the convention, I didn't get a chance to try and sign up to try out some of the uh, Sig Sauer firearms, if you will, which uh, I'm still kicking myself. But nonetheless, I mean, even with the lack of interaction that, that I had with the guys, they seem like they're really cool. They're down to earth. They were just chill people. Um, funny thing is, when I was leaving, 
uh, I told the guys that, you know, they're trying to pack up their firearms. I told them, hey, uh, you know, the car behind you is where you need to put them at. You know, you put them in the wrong spot. Which, ironically enough, they had a giant SUV, and I'm over here pushing this Nissan Juke. So, if anything, I'd probably be able to get one box, and that's it. But one box, nonetheless, would have made me happy. Um, Smith & Wesson, they, they were, you know, they were pretty chill. They were just kind of... Really informative as far as if you had any questions or anything, but you know, Canik and Sig, man, those guys, they they had some really good customer representatives and enthusiasts, and nothing against Smith and Wesson, but you know, I think next year, if if they come back, you know, just be a little bit more interactive with the people, you know. Uh, you also had Samsico there, Project Child Safe, which. Has a very important mission. They're just trying to make sure that if there's any firearms in any home, that they're locked down and properly stored, so we won't have to deal with any more childhood deaths. And ironically enough, there has been one uh, in Atlanta recently due to the fact that there was a once again there was a father who left a firearm in the car. And he had his two sons in the back, and one of them found a gun and shot the other one in the head. So yeah. This is this definitely is what Project Child, Child Safe is working, working against, against, and just support them, support them. I try and put links down below for all the uh, the vendors that were there, but like I said, support Project Child Safe. The NSSF, they had some really good representatives, and they also uh, had some really good information, especially if you were actually trying to seek to become a firearms instructor. Um... I think they, they said, said that they, they offered, uh, like, 22LR ammo. I don't, I don't think they, they would offer a firearm, but nonetheless, they would give you all the materials that's necessary in order to, to try and train people and give you the ammo that's necessary. And it just basically sets you up for success, which is good because you've got a lot of people out there that buy firearms and that's it. They think that if I have a gun, then I'm good. I'm good to go. I can face society and all the issues that come with it. In all actuality, you do need training. So the fact that they're going above and beyond to try and make sure that proper training can be produced in different sectors of society, support that. That's a good thing. Uh, Staccato 2011, I ended up missing their uh, booth as well. I mean, there was a lot going on at this convention. I really... Uh, Really should have tried to make a little bit more time. This is my very first convention. I didn't exactly know what I was going to walk into, so there was a lot of things that I missed. But nonetheless, uh, Staccato 2011, I'm going to have to hit y'all up next time. Uh, we're going to wait on those prices to go down. They look great. <laughs> Still a good piece of art. Uh, USCCA, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Man, let me tell you something. These guys at the booth, I really wish I could have, uh, like, hung out and spoke with them a lot more because, I mean, these dudes were chill. Um, they were funny, great sense of humor. And if that's what the, uh, they're bringing to represent their company, it just, it's like a, almost like an open-door policy. You know, you just go in, you see people, you can, you can talk with them. There's no animosity. There's no preconceived notion. It's just... We're coming together to make sure that we have a community to where you can ask questions and you can feel safe about caring and you can feel safe about uh, your reciprocity because they do provide a uh, app that will tell you whether or not your concealed carry uh, license or your, your firearm license in general is good in any other state. I mean, they have a lot to offer. And the fact that 
the face that represents the offerings is one that is non-judgmental and just sees people almost on a, a balanced level, if you will. Need more of that. Definitely need more of that. Uh, Shadow Systems there, Hollow Sun, Mantis. There's probably a lot more than I'm missing, but nonetheless, I mean, all these vendors that were there, great people, great vendors. Definitely support them if you're a part of Naga. Uh, also met a lot of uh, <laughs> other influencers as well, such as uh, Armed Atlas. Shout out to you, man. Uh, really cool dude. Down to earth. Check out his videos. He puts out a lot of good content, and he gives you honest opinion and his viewpoints on everything that he's trying out. Definitely check him out. Hopefully I can uh, run into him again. Maybe we can uh, come up with something. Um, he also had Black Arm Guns. Black Man Build. Black Man Build was, it was an amazing experience because it, that was one of the breakout groups. And uh, the topic that we discussed was what protection looked like from uh, from your perspective, your opinion. Uh, a lot of brothers stepped up and gave their perspectives, their opinions, their, their thoughts on what protection looked like. Um, the worries that they had, like I remember one dude, he was saying that he worried about uh, his kids growing up in their um, in their neighborhood because, you know, there wasn't like a whole lot of black people around. He's, you know, like any father, he's trying to provide a better environment for his kids to grow up in without having to worry about too much of uh, social dangers. But he also worries that the cultural aspect of, you know, what each family should uh, pass down to their lineage. He's worried about that. He doesn't want them to, to feel like, you know, they're um, they're just being overlooked or, you know, they, they need to understand the things that come with being a black person in society. But, you know, I told him that it's going to be okay because, ironically enough, that was kind of my issue. Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood that was mainly white people and I went to school with uh, a school full of mainly white people. I think you could barely even count the number of black people in the school on your hands, but nonetheless, you know, I'm still trying to be the best that I can in society that that is here with what I've been given. And I still pray that his kids are going to end up being good. And I know they will. I know they will. For everything that seems like it sucks in society, there's always something that's going to help bolster you into a better position, if and only if you allow it to. Well, yeah, definitely check out uh, Black Men Bill. It's very inspirational. Definitely something that was needed, and I'm glad it's here. Yeah, shout out to Amber G. Johnson. She's got a lot, a lot of things planned. She's got a mission. She's got a goal. Definitely go check her stuff out. Um, she will not be stopped, and I'm really hoping to see some great things in the future from her. And uh, another shout-out to Bill from uh, Otis Technology. Man, I really hope to come across you again because this dude was like one of the most down-to-earth people that I met at the convention. Um, and I just got to say that, uh, Bill, you showed a lot of commonality in regards to firearms and protection in general. Um, Honestly, you you took it away from just the color aspect. There was no black or white or separate or citizen of view. It was just firearms for all and you know protection for all who want to protect their families for 
learning for people who want to uh, get better and protect themselves and then just in general for those who want to partake in this community I mean just the fact that you can exercise your second amendment right because it's there the fact that there was somebody from a different aspect of society that was just sitting down and having a conversation with me and talking with me in general like I was a person and not talking down to me you know that's the interaction that we need more of in this community because the more divisive we are the less we're going to to be able to push forward with the goals and end up uh, losing a lot of people who we could potentially ally with because right now politically firearms are not exactly as far as progress and you know positivity I guess if you will uh, they're not up there they're the movie they're basically the movie tv view um to the average person who's not going to do the research or study or anything so that's the biggest thing that we're working against and if you also look the amount of crime is going up too because there's a lot of things in the background that are going on so the fact that we're being pushed to rely on you know police or protection or whatever from other sources without having to do it ourselves that's a problem so we all need to make sure that we are linking up with whomever's going to support us, whoever's going to rock with us, whatever. You know, that's what it boils down to. But yeah, <laughs> it was still so cool. I, I definitely had to uh, make sure that I stopped by his booth uh, twice because, you know, dude, dude is amazing. Like I said, I really hope to see you again. We we had fun. I picked him up. We went to the. Uh, to the range event that happened we it was a range of barbecue i think it's called bullets and barbecue but nonetheless we went there we chilled out we had fun we talked we interacted with people i mean dude <laughs> we definitely gotta hang out again it's fun but like i said this, this is the third year of black matter podcast and there's a lot of things i've realized that i could definitely do better um Starting with number one, being more dedicated to making more episodes. I haven't really had a lot of time to uh, follow up with that as much as I'd like. Uh, I've been busy with a lot of stuff. Honestly, that's not much of an excuse, and I'm not trying to make one. Long story short, I know my ass could be doing a lot better as far as getting this content out because this content is needed. This content is valuable, and... This isn't just me talking out of my ass with this. This is things that I've been told by other people. If this content is valuable and I'm not putting out as much as I can, then it's not as I'm not giving it the overall value that it needs. And honestly, if that's what I'm doing, then instead of just shrugging this off and letting it go to waste off or not, I just need to step my game up and do a lot better. So that should be number one on the list as far as how to make it better. So whenever I hit year four, I can look back and say, yeah, this is improved. Now what can I do better from year four? Because year five is going to come up very shortly if I'm not careful. And by the fifth year, the goals that I set out should already be achieved. So I can go ahead and plan for five more years and five more years. So if this is the energy that I'm putting into this project, this platform to promote what is important, that it needs to be better. So number one is producing more content. Number two is expanding my content on a different platforms. 
podcasts are great. To be honest with you, everybody still watches YouTube. Quote, unquote, watches YouTube. So you'll have a lot of podcasts on YouTube that are in the background. So like if somebody's cooking up some vegetables or something and they put YouTube on, it's in the background. They're not watching it, they're just listening to it. Same thing where, for example, if I'm driving home and one of the uh, content creators put out something that I'm interested in. I'm not watching it, obviously, because my eyes need to be on the road, but I am listening to it in the background. So, I have to find a way to put my things on YouTube. And that's going to be very interesting because right now they've been cracking, on, uh, cracking down on a lot of firearms uh, enthusiasts and influencers. So, I have to find the right platform. That's going to be interesting. Uh, if anybody has any feedback or any information on what the right platform is, you can at least help start my journey towards that direction. Please feel free to leave a comment. Uh, email me at blackpowderpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just anything helps. Anything definitely helps. Uh, number three is get more active. I would like to get more active in the uh, 2A community. I would like to go to more conventions. Uh, the unfortunate thing is right now my schedule is kind of janky, but I'll just have to figure that out as I go. You know, there's no excuse if you want this to work. So I will have to find a way to get more active. Even if it requires traveling, you know, if you got a goal, you have to work towards it. You can't walk away from it. And uh, number four, Ultimately, which has been my goal since I'd say 2020, is to work towards becoming a firearm, a certified firearm instructor. Uh, I do not want to be the type of instructor that just has a license and I can't shoot for shit and, you know, I'm just passive. Because if I'm providing passable results to the students that I'm, I'm willing to train, then there's only going to be passable safety. There's not going to be any understanding. There's not going to be any education. It's just, I can shoot a gun and I can hit a target. Good enough for me. And that's not going to be good enough for me. So if I'm going to do this, i got to do it right. But I also got to start up and um, focus on and, and educate myself on how to do it right. Um, I do know NAGA does have the instructor's classes. There's a lot of good instructors that have been in Bass Reeves. There's a lot of good instructors outside of Bass Reeves. But nonetheless, I need to start something to make that dream happen, to make that goal happen. So that's goal number four. Goal number five is to try and reach out to more people to, um, to just get this platform out to as many people as possible in general, whether it's by word of mouth, whether it's through SEO online, whether it's through uh, social media, which right now is actually being kind of, it, it's hard to do because there's shadow banning and then there's just blocking of accounts and everything else. So one way or another, I've, I've got to find a way to get this out to people in general especially black people, because, you know, election year is coming up. There's, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be targeted towards different racial groups. And with the things that have been going on lately as far as uh, black society and black community, I mean, we just had that Dollar General shooting recently. And again, it was another racially motivated shooting. 
I don't want to look up and see, uh, well, as of recent, a third racially motivated shooting and not have people be prepared for it. Because I've said this in my past podcast before, it's like, it's okay to to have God at your side and believe in your ancestors and all this other stuff and, you know, walk with walk with grace and whatnot, however you want to word it, it's okay to have that mentality, but at the same time, you also have to realize that you have to protect yourself because no one else will. You are your first and your last line of defense. You are your own first responder, as people say. Nobody else is going to do it for you. I mean, that should be obvious. You, You think a long time ago, knights and samurai and... Even distinguished gentlemen who are walking on the streets, you honestly think that they walked out of any sort of protection? But the quickest argument that most people will say is if you look at Australia and England and all the other countries out there that have stricter gun laws, they have, quote-unquote, less crime. But at the end of the day, they still have crime. It's not going to be from firearms. It's going to be from other sources of, of intent to hurt whether it's a knife, brass knuckles, some bludgeoning object, whatever, it's going to be out there. And if anybody is willing to commit the crime, like the Shinzo Abe assassination over in Japan has shown us, if anybody is willing to commit the crime and put the hate behind it, they will find a way to hurt you. You are your own protector. You are your own first line of defense. This is something that you're going to have to come to terms with, especially in black society. We are not firearm experts. We are not firearm professionals. Just because you go out and purchase a firearm does not mean that you are ready. And when it comes to firearms, I mean, we have left our, we as black people have left our legacy behind um, from slavery. Because the average slave, you know, once they got their paperwork and everything, oh, you're, you're good to go, you're free. No, that's not how that worked. They still had an uphill struggle to maintain, fight, and uphold that freedom and it didn't come from just praying it didn't come from begging it didn't come from just being there or hiding it came from them being willing to fight to keep it so yeah we got a long walk ahead of us but nonetheless like I said this is just me reflecting on three years of Black Powder Podcast if you want to give a shout out or thank yous or, you know, any information or anything that you'd like me to talk about, like I said before, blackpatterpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Black Powder Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and you can stream this on most of the major platforms. I know you got YouTube Music, it used to be called Google Play Music, which was 10 times better in my opinion, but nonetheless, YouTube Music, Apple, uh, what is it called? Apple's, uh, not the Apple Store. Lord, I'm over here trying to forget. But you can tell I'm an Android user and a PC user. I'm sorry, don't mean to offend most of my people that are listening. Probably some of y'all have just unsubscribed after hearing this. I don't know, but nonetheless, the, uh, the Apple Podcast. <laughs> I'm starting to sound old. Whatever the podcast platform for Apple is, you can find me there. Uh, iTunes, there we go. <laughs> you can find me on iTunes. You can find me on Spotify. I'm even on, uh, I think it's uh, Amazon Audible, which is interesting because I thought I would be on Amazon um, Music. But nonetheless, I'm on Audible as well. So 
like I like said, said, most major platforms, platforms, even minor platforms, you can find me there. Just look for the Black Powder Podcast. And uh, as always, be safe, be vigilant. And once again, this has been another mag dump. This is Yasuke Fed signing off. This the Black Powder Podcast, let's get it splitting. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision. We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth. Every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news. We do illegal, we're moving regal and blessing the people. Some hopes for the culture, we keep it locked like guns in our holster. Holding it down as we're loading the rounds. If they were nervous back then, right. then they're gonna be scared of us now. Black Powder Podcast, we'll be back in a while. Yeah.